Hi, I'm New England Patriots running back and Super Bowl champ James White, and you listen to the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Go Pats! What is going on, everybody? Welcome into a new episode of the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Mark here along with AJ. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. Today is the day we're breaking down our mock draft from last Sunday. It took a little while to get to it. We had a little bit of a hectic week in front of us, but uh, we got to it. Yeah, hey, better late than never, right? Isn't that the old saying? That is the old saying. Now, I'm excited. I hope that this audio quality sounds better because we're recording on a new format. And so far, from what we can tell, it should be nice, crispy, and clean. So that is very exciting. I'm excited about that, at least. Yeah, super crispy. Very clean. <laughs> super crisp, squeaky clean. And on a Friday. Like, you couldn't ask for anything better than this. Yeah. Uh, uh, just a, a quick announcement before we get into the results of the mock draft. I'd just like to say that the, uh, AJ's $20 Listener League is filled and uh, the FFC 50 listener league hosted by me is also filled and we put both the videos up of the drawings and the draft pick so if you entered your name in that and you don't know if you got in you can go ahead and uh, see the videos in the facebook group and we if you didn't get in either of those leagues and you still want to play with us you have one more chance we are hosting our first ever memorabilia league where the prize for first place is a autographed Devonte Adams jersey, and baby, this thing is smoking. I show I showed it to you the other day, and what what did you think? It's nice, it's nice. Uh, <laughs> now for the memorabilia league, it's going to be a fourteen team league. Uh, me and Mark are both going to have a team in there, so we're going to do a drawing like we've did already for the twenty and fifty dollar league, and there's going to be twelve entries. So you guys got to really comment. Uh, now, what did we decide? We're, we're going to allow everybody to be in that, right? To, to put their name in, even if they're in our leagues already? Right? Yes. It, yes. Uh, the way that it works is AJ did his his roster for the $20 listening league first. And if you got a spot in there, you weren't allowed to enter the FFC 50 just because we want to give everyone a shot. But for the memorabilia league, Sid, I'm looking at this more like a celebration. So even if you could be in the 20 or the 50, you can still enter the memorabilia league. I want this one's going to be a lot of fun. And I just really like the idea and the premise of like actually playing for something a little more physical. Like if you win this league, you're going to get a box in the mail from me personally. And it's going to be a fucking autographed Devontae Adams jersey. You can show it off. You can do whatever you want with it. So uh, I'm really looking forward to the memorabilia league. I will be posting a status this Monday, and I'm gonna do the drawing on Friday. So I'm giving you guys a whole week to get in there and express your interest in that league. But I think that pretty much covers it for announcements. So I think we can, uh, if you're ready, I think we can go ahead and we can crush the results of this mock draft pretty quick. What do you think, are you ready to go or is there anything you wanna to get to first? Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, real quick, uh, about the $20 league. So I know you mentioned what the videos are up. Uh, our league is already, the $20 is already set. So if you listen to this and you're 
inquiring about the twenty dollar league. It's already full. We already had the draft date picked, the time picked, the draft door is already up. Everybody's already in. Very active in the uh, sleeper app. So we're, I mean, we're talking we're talking amongst each other every day, just waiting for the draft to start. Um, quick story though, that is fresh off the press. All right, so it Mark picked the draft order, the numbers out anyway, for my league. And obviously, if you're in my league, the 20 league, you could see he picked me at number 12, which I was salty about. Uh, I picked his numbers, and once you know it, I picked this guy first overall. <laughs> and, and you know what? I love you for that. I very much appreciate it. <laughs> and it's hey, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles am i right like hey you know what i mean any other year i love picking at the end of drafts i mean I, i'll still have fun picking at 12 but this year i feel like the top five or six picks get guaranteed a superstar running back and that's where i like to be See but but real quick though like for this mock though and I know there's a there's a good amount of guys in this mock that we're about to break down from the 20 league, and they all picked. I think most of them picked in their spot, or close to their spot. So everybody's already practicing. I love it. I know uh, Peak Peak was picking at two. Uh, there's a couple more in here. Uh, go ahead, picking at 11. I picked at uh, 12. Oh no, go ahead, picked at 10. But yeah, it's close. Yeah, everybody try to get close to the pick. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fun, man. It, it, everybody's getting all fired up, ready to go. So the quicker you guys, uh, the quicker uh, you know, we start doing these mock drafts. What will happen on Sunday? So I'm sure people in your league now, knowing where they're picking at, they're all going to be fighting for the same spots now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I know the next mock we do, I'm going to be trying to pick it out of that one spot. And to be honest with you, like having the number one pick, it's great. Uh, obviously, because you get McCaffrey who is basically like uh, he's a receiver and a running back really so like it's great having McCaffrey don't get me wrong but if I had my personal preference dude I think I think I'd prefer like the like the five like the five or six just because you don't miss out on a elite running back and you have a better second round pick which is always helpful so like getting the one is really good because you get the best player in fantasy arguably but having having to wait uh, for the 212 for your second pick can be uh, can be pretty tough. So uh, I haven't really done any mock jazz out of the one spot. I actually don't think I've done any mock jazz out of the one spot yet. So I'm definitely going to be fighting for that spot in the uh, in the next mock we do to test it out and see how it goes. Yeah, nah, I it's it's fun. We're getting close. I mean, tomorrow's August, so uh, we're we're right here. Draft season is amongst us. All right, so moving on to this mock. I'm just going to read down the contestants and then we'll start at the one and we'll just go on from there. So picking up the one spot was Mike the Legend Atwell. <laughs> Two is Peak Fantasy. Three, DJ8. Four, going for ships. You were at the five spot. The S-Dubs at six. Bassett, seven. Chris, 83. Eight. Uh, what's that? Nippers All-Stars. And then we go Go Ahead, Dynasty Addict, and then myself at 12. All right, so why don't you start off with Mike Atwell's team and read it from the 1-1 one, one down to the last pick. Okay, so Mike Atwell had the one pick. No surprise here. He went Christian McCaffrey with the first pick. 
Uh, second round, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey at 3-1. So the 2-3 return, Mike Evans and Travis Kelsey. I like that a lot. Getting Kelsey in the third round, like that's fantastic. Uh, after Kelsey, he goes Calvin Ridley, Raheem Mostert, Dak Prescott, Devontae Parker, James White, Tevin Coleman, TJ Hawkinson, Jalen Rager, Matthew Stafford, Michael Pittman, and Justin Jackson. So why don't you go ahead and put together the starting lineup for this team and uh, tell me what you think about it. Yeah, see, the starting, the optimal lineup for Mike's team would be Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Mostert, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker, Travis Kelsey, James White in the flex, and then a couple notable guys. You got Tevin Coleman, Hawkinson, Rieger, Pittman Jr. Uh, so I, I, Mike, Mike's a buddy of ours. He's actually in our personal, like our private league that we've been doing for like 11 years now. And um, he was telling me how, you know, looking back at this this mock, he maybe probably wouldn't want Kelsey in the third. Maybe took Mark Andrews, you know, around later. So I mean, I don't, I, he liked his team, but uh, I think he could have. He probably would have changed a couple things around in hindsight. But uh, I mean, you got like Dak, Chris McCaffrey, obviously is the one one. I, I like the trio running back, uh, core, oh, Jesus, receivers on this team: Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker. That's a nice trio of receivers. Um, I would say, honestly, that the only weakness I really see on this team is probably the RB2. I'm not a big fan of Moisture. I know he what he's capable of, but I just I feel like there's too many there's too many cooks in the kitchen over there in San Fran. Yeah, so I, I think Mike put together a pretty solid team. Uh, I just I think his weakness would be RB2. Now, what do you think about him drafting Moster and Coleman, two of the three San Francisco 49ers? Do you like that? Because you could argue, you can argue, you will end up having the RB one for the team, but the problem is that they're going to alternate so much that you you can't really count on either of these guys. Uh, so, I agree with you fully. I love the wide receivers, Evans, Ridley, Parker. I like that a lot. I, I'm coming around on Parker again just because with the, with the no preseason or anything, who knows when two was actually going to get on the field. As long as uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback over there, then I love Devontae Parker. Um, now, it's just the, the RB2 is the, is, the, uh, is the problem here. Now, you said that he, in hindsight, he probably wouldn't have went Kelsey and he would have waited. Mark Andrews went in the fifth round of this draft, which is crazy. Like, that's the latest I've seen him go. So, but on the other hand, Travis Kelsey in the third, I mean, how many times do you actually see Kelsey make it to the third? The dude is usually a mid-second, so you can't really complain about having the best tight end in football. Uh, if, if I had to pick, I love Calvin Ridley a lot, but in the fourth, maybe if you went with a running back there instead, actually, you kind of couldn't because the running backs were pretty much dry at that point. So, yeah, I guess if, if you have a problem with the RB2, Kelsey would probably be the guy you had to sacrifice there. But all in all, I think it's a solid team, though. It's just the, the RB2, you'll have to work on that. But not bad. Yeah, see, see, I mean, just looking at it, though, just looking at it. I mean, yeah, like we said, we don't want to spend too much time on everybody's team. We want to keep it flowing. But I got James Conner at 312. Fournette went 310. You know, so, like, there's Melvin Gordon went to 3-4. So, yeah, you could have definitely got a better running back. But, I mean, you know. That's what the mocks are for, though. I, I, I'm pretty confident that this was Mike's first mock of the season. 
So, you know, you gotta, that's what, that's what we're doing this for is to knock off the rust is to, you know, get loose and ready for the, the actual drafts. All right. So moving on to team two, I'll right. read that one off. Peak fantasy at the second pick. He chose Ezekiel Elliott at two over Barkley. That was an interesting one when I saw that. Now, oh, yeah, it's pretty bold. Now his team reads Zeke, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Swift, Mark Andrews, Kareem Hunt, Darius Geis, Henry Ruggs, Jameson Crowder, uh, Anthony Miller, Matt Ryan, Robbie Anderson, Anthony McFarland, and Damian Harris with the last pick. So what is this team looking like on paper, and what do you think about it? Uh, all right, so the optimal lineup would be Matt Ryan, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Henry Ruggs, my guy, Mark Andrews, and then flexing. I would flex Darius Geis. And then uh, you got Kareem Hunt, Crowder, Anthony Miller. Um, I like this team a lot. I would say, honestly, and I don't really say this on too many mock drafts, but I feel like his weakness might be his bench. And that's usually, that's not something we talk about on these episodes, but looking at his bench, it's a bunch of uh, a bunch of receivers and a couple running backs that probably aren't going to see the field often. I do like Damian Harris as a deep sleeper. I think he's very talented. He just hasn't really got his shot in New England yet. So Damian Harris is a guy I'm kind of paying attention to. Plus, it seems like Sony is having trouble staying on the field at this point in his career. So, um, yeah, but uh, the bench is kind of weak. I love Darius Geis. It's well known. You don't. I love Darius Geis. So, flexing Darius Geis. I, my goal is to have a better flex than Darius Geis, but I am okay, more than okay, with Darius Geis being the flex. And uh, his receiving core, though, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, and Henry Ruggs, we all know how I feel about Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs is going to be a stud this year. Uh only because he has the same play style as like a Tyree Kill and then deep ball in the game. So I really think they're going to be taking shots to Henry Ruggs often uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, Mark Andrews is a tight end. Can't go wrong there. Uh, I actually really like this team. I mean, it's DeAndre Swift is still, we got to see what the hell's going to happen with Carrion. Carrion's a solid running back too, so. Uh, I, I mean, there's no doubt that DeAndre Swift's a better running back, so you, we all want to see him take that job. But I think it's going to be hard to not be a committee in Detroit this year. But uh, honestly, I, I like Peak's team, and I know uh, I know we usually shred him. He, he's very active on Facebook saying how we just trashed his teams, but I, I actually like this team. Uh, I mean, if the worst thing I can say about your team is the bench, then you're doing okay, I guess. Uh, all right, see, you, you you like this team, I don't. Now, I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's because of Geis, right? Because you don't want Geis as a flex. It, it's not only Geis. See, on this team, I don't think Peak would have Geis in the flex. I think he'd go with Kareem Hunt in the flex because when Hunt was on the field last year, I mean, he made the most of his opportunities, and you could argue that – Geis didn't? That was all Kareem Darius Hunt. Darius Geis didn't. I'm saying Darius Geis didn't make the best of his time on the field. That guy well, was a stud when he played. The thing is, is he doesn't stay on the field. And at this point, with no offseason either, like when he gets out there, he's not going to be in game shape. So I, I just, and Washington went out there. If you look, their depth chart at the running back position is stupid deep. Like, I don't know. They have a ton of running backs over there. I don't know if they believe Darius Geis is healthy enough for this. Like, I think 
that Darius Geis would have been a pretty good candidate to sit the year out because uh, you know all the the bunch of players have been opting out uh, for COVID and stuff. I think Geis would have been a pretty good candidate for that. It just you know take a year and just really build up your body again, and then just have a fresh start next year. I think that's what Geis should have did. Now on this team, I think Cream Hunt would be the flex because Hunt Hunt was really good when he was on the field last year, and the dude doesn't get hurt from just like walking down a flight of stairs. So I actually think Hunt would be the flex. I love the Mark Andrews pick in the fifth round. I think that was really good value. DeAndre Swift at the RB2, though, again, he has to beat out carry on. He doesn't have an offseason or preseason to do it. Um, I think I think Swift is more talented, but I think that as long as carry on stays healthy, I don't think DeAndre is going to just take the job. I think carry on's going to have to get hurt for DeAndre to really take over the job. So I think Swift as a two is, is a little shaky. I'd feel a, a little bit better with him as a flex uh, right now anyway. And then you're all over Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs would be the three on this team. I just think Ruggs is going to be so boom or bust that there's going to be weeks when he kills you and there's weeks that he'll win you. So I would like a safer option as my three. Um, for example, I mean, he went – actually, at this point, there wasn't really too many wide receiver options that I'm in love with after Ruggs got drafted. But, I don't know, maybe instead of Geis at the, in the seventh, maybe you take Gallup there or Cooks or Boyd. Like, any of those three options I like starting as a three over Ruggs, and I'm really confident saying that. Those are my thoughts on Peak's team. So, he, he won over half the hosts. You got AJ on your team for this one. I'm not with you yet, but if you want to do a trade in Dynasty, I'll let you, boy. <laughs> hey, one uh, one player too that we have not talked about, and I mean, there's not really much reason to talk about him, but I just want to throw this out there: Robbie Anderson going to Carolina. How's that going to affect Curtis Samuel? Uh, I think it's going to affect Samuel a lot. I think DJ Moore will be fine. I think he's still going to absolutely eat in the middle of the field and the the shorter routes. But Robbie Anderson, I mean, you know, he can take the top off of defense. I think he's going to hurt Curtis Samuel more, but. All in all, I mean, he's not just going to hurt Samuel. He's going to hurt DJ a bit, too, because DJ is not going to get all the targets. It's not just a two-man or really just a one-man show like it was last year. You got to pay some mind to Robbie Anderson. I really think you do. Like The dude's a talented receiver. Uh, but is Bridgewater that much better than Darnold? We don't know yet. We haven't seen Bridgewater. We have too small of a sample size to really make that assumption. But I'm, I'm, I think he's a good late-round sleeper for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think DJ is going to be affected at all because DJ is, he's like Mr. Do-It-All over there. He does the intermediate short routes. He does the, the slants. He does the goes. He does everything. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater strikes me more of, you know, he just played behind Drew Brees for the last couple of years. So I think I think DJ is actually going to get, I think DJ is going to have a better year than last year. And I, but I do think Curtis Samuel is going to be like undraftable because I think Robbie Anderson is going to do a lot of the same stuff. All right, let's move on to the uh, third pick here. Okay, so third pick was DJ. He took Saquon Barkley at three, which is a gift, in my opinion. Again, Saquon at three is fantastic. After Saquon, he goes DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, Damien Williams, weren't weren't. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, <laughs> those sound effects are fire, though. Fire sound effects. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deshaun Watson, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, a couple of rookie wide receivers, Philip Lindsay, your boy, 
uh, Boston Scott, yeah. Curtis Samuel, Daniel Jones, Bashard Perryman, and John Ross the third. All right, take this one over. Uh, I think we should probably address the elephant in the room right out of the gate because this team is pretty much shot right. right See, now. you know what? You know what sucks is that that team. This team kind of looked okay, uh, like a couple of days ago. Well, obviously, with the Damian Williams thing, I mean, at the time, now this mock draft is from last Sunday. So, at the time, you know, none of this mattered. But, anyway, the optimal lineup, Deshaun Watson, Saquon Barkley, would have been Damian Williams. You got D-Hop, Juju, CeeDee Lamb, George Kittle, uh, and then Justin Jefferson or Philip Lindsay in the flex. And then you mentioned the bench players. Uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of like this team. Obviously, with the Damian Williams news, that changes. So, I mean, if we're talking about today, this team's hurt because Damian Williams ain't playing. And your RB2 is going to be Philip Lindsay, your boy. <laughs> and then the, his third running back will be Boston Scott. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge shot. That's why I, I'm, I'm waiting. Like, our, our 20 league, the draft is the 16th. And I feel like even that might be a little early. But, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're going to give it a shot. But, uh, you know, I mean, getting Saquon at the third, that, that's a great pick. That's awesome. Um, I like the receivers. I'm not as high in CeeDee Lamb as a lot of people are. So I'm not that confident. I actually like Justin Jefferson better than CeeDee Lamb. So if this is my team, I would have Justin Jefferson as the receiver three. And uh, I would try to figure out a better flex option. But, I mean, the, the team's pretty solid. But, again, Damian Williams not playing absolutely just just derails this team. Yeah, th this team. To be honest, I don't. I'm not even really gonna get into it just because if Damian, if we did this mock today, Damian Williams wouldn't be there. It probably would have changed his whole strategy. Maybe you don't go Kittle at the three three. Maybe you take a, a Gordon Gurley or Carson there. So I, I feel like it's not fair really to give an in depth breakdown of this team. I will say I like the start of Barkley Hopkins Kittle. And then Juju as your wide receiver, too. I like that a lot. CeeDee Lamb could be okay as a three. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's not fair to really break down this team because if you did, it'd be like, oh, Philip Lindsay is the two. That's Garbo. Boston Scott is your RB3. That's trash. Like, it's not fair to DJ to really criticize this team. So I'm, I'm ready to just move on if you are. Yeah, yeah let's move on to number four. Okay, number four was going for ships. He took Kamara at the four spot. Uh, he starts off the draft three running backs. Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. Uh, then he has a nice wide receiver run. Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Tyler Higby, Matt Breida, Nikhil Harry, Tom Brady, Golden Tate, Dallas Goddard, and Roethlisberger to round it out. Uh, yeah, this team... This team uh, is pretty solid. I, the optimal lineup would be Brady, Kamara, Eckler, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Higby, and then Melvin Gordon in the flex. And then on the bench, you got Gallup, Matt Burita, and Nikhil Harry. Uh, pretty pretty solid team. I, I think this team is balanced. It covers all bases. You, you got a high upside tight end. You got a really solid receiving core and a great three-headed monster running back along with the goal at quarterback. So, I mean, yeah, this team is well put together, good depth. Uh, I like the squad. Home ships, good job. Yeah, I, I I like this team. I have some questions about Jarvis Landry as the wide receiver three. Uh, 
Jarvis Andrew was injured at the end of the year last year, and there's been talks from the Browns squad that uh, they're a little concerned about how he's going to recover and come back from from the injury. So uh, I've never really been been a big Jarvis Landry truther. I just think he's a he's a good possession receiver, but. On this team, I wouldn't even have him at three anyway. I'd have Michael Gallup as the three, and I feel very comfortable with that. Michael Gallup, on a points-per-game basis, was the number 15th uh, wide receiver in football in a points-per-game standings, status. Uh, Do with that what you will. He was the 15th highest scoring on a per-game basis. So I'd have him as the three over Landry pretty easily. And then the... Kamara, Eckler, Gordon. I like all three of those guys. It's funny how you got Eckler and Gordon on the same team, seeing how they were duking it out for touches in, uh, for the charges over the past couple of years. I like having both of them there. Eckler getting Eckler this late in the second, I don't have much of a problem with, just because the guys who went before him, all the guys that went before him, I would have taken over him. So I feel like Eckler was like the last of a tier break. So I think he, and the 2-9 is a pretty fair spot for him. Uh, all in, I do like the team, though. I think it's solid. Higby's a good tight end. I like him there if you're going to wait. Uh, Breida as your RB4. I mean, there's some potential pass-catching upside there. And then getting uh, Nikhil Harry, I think he's a uh, nice upside pick there. Then Golden Tate, you know what you're going to get. He's just going to give you some safety. So I do like I do like the team. It's, it's, not like, it's not fucking blowing my socks off, but... It's a team I feel really good with going into the season because I'm like, there isn't there isn't any flaws. You know what I mean? It's solid yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's really what you that's really what you're looking for when you draft these teams. Like it's it's really about just consistency and not having any weaknesses. And this team is consistent and doesn't really have any weaknesses. So I definitely like it. All right, let's move over to the five spot. This one was my team. Uh, I got Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Drew Brees, Noah Font, Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson, Jack Doyle, and Terrell Williams at the last pick. Yeah, now I know you weren't crazy pumped about your team because when we were drafting on Sunday, you were busy or out, you know, doing things, so you weren't really focused on your team. And you end up auto picking your boy Ken and Drake. Uh, we we all know neither of us like Ken and Drake. So, but uh, you know, it, if we're just looking at it, this team is good. You know, for basically drafting when you're busy, definitely put together a pretty solid team. Um, I I mean, we got to say, even though you auto picked him, I do not like Ken and Drake as an RB two. Maybe more of a flex, but I just don't like Drake. Dalvin Cook. Uh, Devin Cook could be the RB1 if he can stay healthy and he, and he doesn't do any kind of holding out. I know he's not holding out right now, but still, he's not happy with the situation. So you're going to think that's going to affect him a little bit. Um, so your optimal lineup would be Drew Brees, Devin Cook, Kenyon Drake, AJ Brown, Lockett, Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Then you got TE, uh, you got tight end Noah Font, which I like a lot. I, I think he's a high upside guy. Uh, Todd Gurley in the flex, which I absolutely am stacked about. And then uh, you got Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Daryl Henderson, and Tony Gibson. Yeah, solid bench. Um, yeah, no, like I said, good team. Uh, I think Hollywood Brown as a receiver three is right where he should be. I think he's going to be boom or bust, but I do think he's going to take a gigantic leap forward. I think Marquise Brown has a chance of being like a top 15 receiver this year. So I, I, I'm really keeping an eye out on him. 
Um, solid running backs. I mean, see, realistically, you could just move Gurley to your RB2 and have Drake as a flex, and this team will look better automatically. It's really just moving your roster around. Like, you have all the pieces there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett's a hell of a one-two punch. Drew Brees, we all know what he's going to do. He's going to throw 35 touchdowns, about 14 to Jared Cook. So, you know, we, we know what to expect. But overall, not as a good team. Yeah, I, uh, I did tell you before the show I wasn't a big fan of my team to start because I was out with my wife and kids, so I missed a couple picks, actually. Um, but looking at it in hindsight, I actually think it's really, really solid. Now, just to go back to the Kenyon Drake, because you bo- you said that neither of us are really in on Kenyon Drake. I think getting him at the end of the second is fine. Uh but the thing is, is his sample size was small. Like, I think we all knew Kenny and Drake had potential when he was in Miami, but he never really got the opportunity. He's going to get the opportunity this year, and he's not battling anybody. So he could be like a workhorse three down back. Just to go back to last year, from week seven on, here's his fantasy finishes, okay? Then I think this is why he's getting drafted so early. Kenny and Drake, week seven, he was the number 23 running back. We, then he didn't play week eight. Week nine, he was the second. He was number two. Now, this is, I'm just going to read these quick. From nine to 17, here's his finishes. Two, 26, 23 by week. 42, 31. And then he ends the season one, two, and 16. So he, he closed the year really good, and he helped a lot of people in their, uh, in their fantasy playoffs and championships. So I think that's why Kenny and Drake is getting as much hype as he is right now. But... Again, I don't want to draft him in the first, but late in the second, I wouldn't mind it. Now, if I was actually, you know, paying attention <laughs> during the draft, I can tell you I, I probably wouldn't have went Drake there. I probably would have went, uh, I probably would have went Hopkins there, to be honest. And then in the third, uh, take my RB2 there. But the way that it came out, I'm not even mad at it. If I went into the season with this team, I'd be a little concerned at my tight end position, but everything else I'd be totally fine. AJ Brown Lockett is a one-two, in my opinion, it's fantastic. And then my my wide receiver three, if Will Full is healthy, I can play him. If Brandon Cooks is good, I could choose him instead. If Hollywood blows up like a lot of people think he could, I could choose him. I don't think that this team has many flaws uh, similar to what going for ships did. I think both of our uh, lineups top to bottom are just really solid and you can't really poke a lot of holes in it. Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> are you ready to move on to S-Dub, see what he did at six? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so he goes Michael Thomas, first receiver off the board at one six. Comes, he goes double wide receiver to start. But listen to the combo while I rattle these off. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Chris Carson, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Green, Marlon Mack, Marvin Jones, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, Tariq Cohen, Naheem Hines, Tannehill, and Phillip Rivers with the last pick. What do you think about this team? Because just reading the top to bottom, I think it's it's pretty decent. Uh, yeah, it seems pretty decent. So his optimal lineup would be Ryan Tannehill, Chris Carson, Devin Singletary, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Stephon Diggs, uh, Hunter Henry, and then flexing either AJ Green or Marlon Mack. I would probably say Marlon Mack would be the safer flex. Um, but I mean, if AJ Green's back to full strength with Joe Burrow, it could be AJ Green. Um, I mean, just think about that that receiving core on this team Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Stefan Diggs, and AJ Green. That is a deep, deep receiving core right there. Um, I, I do like this team. I think, uh, 
like I just said, the receivers are, are stacked. Uh, Chris Carson is an injury risk and he fumbles, but when he isn't hurt and he holds onto the ball, he's an absolute monster. Uh, Devin Singletary, I am super high on this year. Uh, yeah, I, I really I like this team. Uh, even getting Austin Hooper late, I think uh, I think that's a lot of value in case Hunter Henry doesn't really pan out without Philip Rivers. Um, yep, I'm a fan of this team. Uh, this team is going to come down to Devin Singletary. If Devin Singletary can be as good as you personally expect him to be, then I think this will be a really good team. Chris Carson is uh, his ADP is usually in the late third. But I think we all feel that if he was healthy and you knew he was going to play 16 games, he'd be drafted way earlier than this. The dude gets a ton of work. He, taught, he even caught a ton of balls last year. And he doesn't – who's his competition? He has, what, uh, uh, Carlos Hyde? Like, Carlos Hyde is not scaring anybody. If, if only we knew Chris Carson was going to be healthy for 16, though, that's the thing. But because of that, you're able to get him in the, uh, the mid-third as your RB1. So I'm not mad at that because of the wide receiver depth you got. The wide receivers on this team are crazy. But for me, this team, I like how you doubled up the tight ends. You got two high upside guys. You got two quarterbacks that could be good. For me, it's just the running back depth. Because after Singletary, you got Matt, Cohen, and Hines. Not sure how I feel about Cohen or Hines. Marlon Mack, uh, I think he can hold the job for longer than some people think. But you never know what's going to happen over there. So really, for me, it's, it's the Singletary pick is the one where it's going to make or break this team in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Singletary is one of those players where I think a lot of people are going to be split on him because it's such a small sample size. But, I mean, he just showed me enough to be confident going forward that he'll be a phenomenal RB2 or flex this year. All right, let's move over to the seventh pick. This is TJ Bassett's team. He goes Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, doubling up Packers in the first and second round. DJ Moore, Jonathan Taylor, Kyler Murray, Terry McLaurin, Julian Edelman, Jordan Howard, Christian Kirk, Jared Cook, uh-oh, Deshaun Jackson, Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon, and Chris Herndon, the last pick. So obviously, I already know you are a big fan of this team, but why don't you talk about players other than Jared Cook? Uh, listen, Jared Cook, it's on Mac Quinn. All right, you already know you won me over. Uh, no, I mean, seriously though, it's a good team. Uh, Kyler Murray, extremely high upside quarterback this year. I think he's the he's probably the quarterback most people are going to try to reach for this year because of where he's going. And I think people are just super, super over the top excited about him getting D-hop over there. Um, so you're going to have him a quarterback. you got Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor at running back, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Terry Macklin. Look at Macklin. Terry Macklin. Terry McLaurin. <laughs> uh... You got Jared Cook, and then you got Edelman, or I would say Edelman would be a flex. Uh, if this is a full point PPR, Edelman and the flex would be nice. Half point, you know, it's, it's all right. I think the only weakness on the team would be the flex. Uh, only because Edelman, I mean, you know what, though? Edelman with Cam, I think, I've already said this, I think Edelman's going to have a big year. So it could work out. Edelman's a good enough receiver to, to be flexed out. Um... But yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is a superstar. Jonathan Taylor, he he's probably the most gifted. He could be the most gifted running back in this draft. Um, this rookie draft, I mean. But uh, he's got to fight with Marlon Mack. And I don't feel that confident in that, especially with the lack of preseason. So I think 
Jonathan Taylor is going to kind of have a little bit of a, an obstacle course before he gets a lot of burn on the field. Um, but I mean, if he can come right in and be like, Hey, this is my, this is my shit now. I think this team could be great. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that's basically where I stand. It comes down to Jonathan Taylor and uh, if Edelman has a great year with Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, Marlon Mack, right? I know I know, I harp on this a lot because I'm usually the guy that's defending Marlon Mack. I just want to give you a couple numbers, okay? Now, Marlon Mack last year, he played, four, he played, 14, played 14 games, okay? 14 out of 16. Only missed two. So out of those 14 games, he finished as an RB1 six out of six out of 14 times. That's more than what? That's a little less than 50% of the time he was a one. He only finished outside of RB2 standings uh, five times. So he was he was fairly, fairly consistent. Then he was another guy that ended the season strong last year for you if you played him in your championships with a RB12 and an RB9 finish. So he was, he was sneaky, sneaky, pretty good. I don't understand why people just think that he's going away. I've been saying this for a while. He is in a contract year. Marlon Mack will not be with the team next year. They're not going to bring him back. That me that means one of two things to me. First thing is that he will probably be gone and he could either get a ton of work this year, which would absolutely destroy Jonathan Taylor, who Jonathan Taylor also doesn't have an offseason or preseason to really uh, prove that he's the guy. Or they could just, you know, not play Mac because they don't want to waste the time. They want to get Jonathan Taylor some reps. I'm going to go the other way, though. I think that they could try to burn out Marlon Mack early in the year. So I think Jonathan Taylor is kind of going to kind of be a detriment to your team for the first half of the season. Uh, I think he could give you like some flex performances, but I'm not expecting too much from Jonathan Taylor right out of the gate. Um, the double Packers, I mean, you get the two guys that would be getting the, and that would be getting the touchdown. So I'm not mad at the Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones stack. I mean, there's a lot of touchdowns between those two guys. So I'm not mad at that. Uh, I love DJ Moore, McLaurin. Uh, what did you, uh, what'd you call him? Macklin. <laughs> Terry Macklin. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not too familiar with him. I think I've been watching. I've been, I think I've been watching uh, Fox and Rec too much. Burt Bert Macklin. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably shouldn't draft Burt Macklin on your fantasy team ever. But uh, never. Terry Macklin. I mean, he's a good three. Uh, no, I think that I think this seems okay. But having your RB three be Jordan Howard, I mean, that's nothing. Nothing really exciting either. So I, I think that this team is, uh, I think it's solid, but I think the RB2 position is the uh, is the spot that could use some work. Let's move over to the eighth pick with Chris. Now, Chris's team reads Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, David Johnson, Adam Thielen, Zach Ertz, Ronald Jones, Debo Samuel, Josh Allen, Alexander Madison, Mike Gusecki, Sammy Watkins, Carson Wentz, Devin Funches, and Paris Campbell. So what do you think about this team? All right, so Chris's optimal lineup would be Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Debo Samuel, Zach Ertz, Ronald Jones, a.k.a. Rojo, your boy, at the flex. And then you got Madison, Gusecki, Sammy Watkins, Carson Wentz. Um, I like this team. I like the receivers. Obviously, Debo is going to miss a ton of time. 
But if we take injuries out of the equation, Debo at the, the receiver three is phenomenal. Um, I love me some David Johnson this year. Jacobs is going to have a solid year. Uh, all right, I'm just going to cover it to the chase. I don't like Rojo. So to me, on this team, the flex is, the flex is going to be a problem. And on top of that, I know we're not going to get into, you know, what's happened since uh, this mock draft is from Sunday. The Bucks just signed LaShawn McCoy. So uh, that's not going to really – that's not going to work out for Rojo. It's not going to work out for Keyshawn Vaughn, who I was really high on. It, it might, you know, still, but – you know, it, 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 now they kind of are crowded in Tampa at running back. So, I don't know. I would say that the only weakness I see on this team would be the flex. See, before the uh, McCoy news, I was all over Rojo. Uh, I think that's pretty clear to everybody. I love Ronald Jones. There I said it. Take a deep breath. It's like a weight off my shoulders. I love some Ronald Jones. Now, he's on a high-powered offense, and he could have stumbled into the end zone 10 times, and I don't think that's a stretch. I think even you could agree that he in that offense he could have. Now, I think that LaShawn McCoy is actually going to hurt Vaughn more. I think McCoy is coming in to kind of be more of a pass catcher. Um, there's a reason why LaShawn McCoy didn't play in the Super Bowl, and uh, Andy Reid straight up benched him for, uh, uh, for Williams. And it's because LaShawn McCoy, he doesn't have much left in the tank. I think this was just a veteran signing. Uh, I think they're just trying to get Tom Brady as much help as possible to try to make a run at it over the next two years. I don't think LaShawn McCoy is really a threat to anyone outside of Vaughn. I still like Rojo. It's just, if anything, to my Rojo truthers out there, I know there's a few of you out there listening. Big shout out to you guys. This news could drop Rojo's ADP further than the sixth. So let's all celebrate the fact that LaShawn McCoy's there and let's grab some Ronald Jones in the ninth, baby. Let's do this. We can do this together. Ronald Jones truthers unite. Let's move on. <laughs> next team. <laughs> all right. Next team was uh, Nippa All-Stars, quite the name. Oh, man. This is the guy who benefited from uh, a – he benefited from the news. He goes, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Man, Mahomes and Hilaire. All of a sudden, this team just looks fantastic. You got Mahomes, Hilaire, Cam Akers, Mark Ingram, Odell, T.Y., John Brown, Hayden Hurst, Zach Moss, Brandon Ayoub, Joe Burrows, Joey Buckets, Latavius Murray, Denzel Mims, and Devin Asiasi. Oh, wow, you're going to love this team. You got Asiasi, Burrow, Mahomes, and Hilaire. So why don't you go ahead and gush over this one? Yeah, I just want to note that this team has seven rookies. That's crazy. Ooh, young... Is that some shade? Are you throwing some shade? I I like rookies. I'm saying I like it. But hey. if this is a dynasty team, this team would be like unbelievable. But with the lack of preseason, it could be an issue. So anyway, up to my lineup. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cam Akers, Odell, T.Y., John Brown, Hayden Harris, Mark Ingram, and then you got Zach Moss, Ayuk, Joe Burrow on the bench. Um, yeah, so like I said, Sunday, even even Sunday, this team looked good. But with the news of Damian Williams sitting out the entire year, this team looks phenomenal now because Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a first round talent now. The guy hasn't played a snap. He's not going to play a preseason game, but he's going to be a first round pick. So 
Flathead with Talaire, stud. K-Makers, it's funny. I think these these two guys are the two running backs I think are going to have the best years because K-Makers should be in the driver's seat in L.A. for the Rams. I think Odell's going to have a huge year. Uh, T.Y. should benefit from having Phillip Rivers. Uh, I would say receiver – I mean, receiver three is probably the weakness on this team, but it's John Brown who's consistent. But he's obviously going to see – you know, he's going to take a hit with production with uh, Stephon Diggs in town. So – I would say this team is very good. I just think it could be a little bit better at receiver three. Yeah, uh, this team, I like this team a lot. Um, I definitely benefited from the news that came out recently because if you, if you look, you're never going to see Clyde Edwards go at the 2-4, I feel, or you shouldn't. You might see him go that late. You should never see him go that late from this point forward. So if this was my team, you know, I just kind of flip-flop it and be like, all right, well, I took Clyde's at the 1-9 and Mahomes at the 2-4. And if you say it like that, then I think it, it'll feel more reasonable. Because I know when he took Mahomes in the first, he probably got some shade in the chat because you you go quarterback in the first round. But because of the news that came out, it definitely, uh, definitely played out in your favor. I agree. Uh, Akers is a guy that has... He definitely has upside this year. He could get a ton of workload. Now, it is a little discouraging that the coaching staff came out and said that they would love to run all of their running backs and how uh, running back by committee seems to be the way to go. That is really discouraging for Cam for Cam Akers owners. You obviously want him to give you like uh, like 2017 girly type stats where they just force feed him. And uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Ingram as your three, I think he's a solid three. I'm not an Ingram guy. I don't like Ingram as a two. Uh, all of his value or a lot of his value came from touchdowns last season. So I'm not big on Ingram. I, the touchdowns won't repeat. He won't do that again, especially with uh, with the rookie that they drafted over there, J.K. Dobbins. I think Dobbins is, is going to get some burn this year, which is going to hurt Ingram. I like the wide receivers. Uh, John Brown is a three. Smokey John, not, not a problem. Uh, I think that's fairly solid. Tight end, tight ends upside. I like the team. Let's move over to the 10th pick with go ahead now. He took Derrick Henry at 10. That must feel late for you. Lamar Jackson in the second round. Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Darren, uh, Darren Waller, Colin Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Judy, Carrion Johnson, Mike Williams, Preston Williams. Goes double down on the Williams. Let's go. Duke Johnson. What? And Jared Goff. Uh, with the last pick, what do you think about this one? I think uh, I think this team is really solid. Solid getting Derrick Henry at the one ten is probably one of the steals of the draft. That's just crazy. The optimal lineup would be Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders, Devin, uh, Darren Waller, David Montgomery, and then you got Jerry Judy, Kerryon Johnson, Mike Williams. Uh, this team is really solid. I would say the weakness is receiver. Uh, I don't think Cortland Sutton is a receiver one at all. And uh, I think Tyler Boyd's more of a receiver three than a two. So, uh, I mean, but that's what happens when you take a quarterback so early, you kind of get stuck in this position where you have to, you're going to be weak at other positions. Uh, Running backs is definitely a strength. I would say receivers are the weakness. Yeah, uh, I don't have as much of a problem with the wide receivers that you do. I think Sanders is a three, is okay. Tyler Boyd, now let's not forget, Tyler Boyd, I mean, he's a really good wide receiver three. But let's let's not forget that when A.J. Green was on the field, Tyler Boyd was actually better. And Tyler Boyd's going to have the best quarterback he's ever played with. So I think that Tyler Boyd, 
is uh, I think Tyler Boyd has sneaky upside, and I think people are sleeping on him. If A.J. Green is back and he stays on the field, A.J. Green is going to pull the coverage over to him. And let's not forget they got T. Higgins, who's who's another another nice-looking prospect. I think Tyler Boyd is going to have a lot of opportunities this year. Uh, every year, the dude has over 1,000 receiving yards. It's just the touchdown numbers haven't been where you'd like them to be. But let's face it, Cincinnati just doesn't get the touchdowns that you'd like them to get. So if Joe Burrow can come in and he could be a game changer, maybe get Cincinnati down in the red zone some more, maybe uh, get some more team total touchdowns, then I think Tyler Boyd has a sneaky amount of upside. I love getting Boyd as a three because that's usually where you can get him. You can usually get him as a three. And Boyd is a three. I don't think you can get much safer than that. So I do like that. Sutton as a one, though. I agree with you. I don't think he's a one. I think he's more like a mid to uh, no. I can't even say a high tier two. I'd say he's a mid two. I'd have a problem with him as a as a two in the later in drafts, only because with Drew Locke, you just gotta hope that Drew Locke really, <laughs> no pun intended, locks in on Cortland Sutton because they did get Jerry Judy, who's probably one of the best receiving prospects I've seen in a while. So I do like Judy, but Judy again doesn't have much of the off season to work with so i think sutton by default you know he could get uh, a ton of targets over there and that'd be good i think their offense will be more improved you know denver is going to want to run the ball so we'll see what happens with sutton's uh passing volume there but all in all i think that both these guys sutton and boyd i think they both have upside and you got jerry judy a little later too so either way you're going to have the number one wide receiver for denver it's just is it going to flip-flop midway through the year? Or what's going to happen with that? We shall see. So are you ready to to move over to Team 11? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, this is Dynasty Addicts team. He goes Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, uh, Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen, Sony Michelle, uh, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, Deontay Johnson, Tony Pollard, Gianna Smith, and... Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, a little distracted right now. We have a, a guest. Uh, we got Antonio Gandy-Golden. Gandy what a name that is. And then Drew Locke was the, uh, was the last pick for this team. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about Dynasty Addicts team? Uh, I think Dynasty Addict has a, a very, very solid team. His optimal lineup would be Russell Wilson, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Evan Ingram, Sony Michelle on the flex, and then you got Slayton, Deontay Johnson, Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, this team really doesn't have a weakness. I mean, you could argue and say that the flex would be the weakness with Sony, but if Sony stays healthy, he could be a top 15 running back. So uh, I really don't see any weaknesses. I absolutely love Keenan Allen being the receiver three and getting him in the sixth round. That, that's I love where that went. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, is going to be one of the hottest picks this year. Um, and Joe Mixon. So, really, really built a good team. I would wait on, uh, I mean, see, here's the thing. If you take a quarterback in, like, the first five rounds, I feel like you're putting yourself in danger of having a, a weakness. But he pulled off taking Russell on at the 5'11 and putting a really, really good team around him. So, Dynasty Act, I, I like this team. Yeah, I like this team. I really like what he did with the Mixon-Sanders combo. I agree, Sanders is a very hot commodity right now. Big fan of Miles Sanders. Um, obviously, I love Joe Mixon, too. Always have, always will. 
The wide receivers, I love a lot. The Cooper Metcalf Allen, that's a really strong one, two, three. Sony Michelle as a potential flex is scary. There's definitely upside there. It's the Patriots, Cam Newton, the, the offense isn't totally shot. So and we'll see what happens with Sony. Evan Ingram, and again, he's a big time, big time injury risk. The dude just can't stay on the field. But when he does, he's great. Uh, doubling down with Darius Slayton, though, two members of the Giants. Not sure how I feel about that. I mean, Slayton has upside, so I'll give him that. But it is a bit of a crowded wide receiver core, right? Because Sterling Shepard's not going anywhere. Golden Tate's not going anywhere. So Slayton is the young, exciting one. Golden Tate is the crafty vet. Sterling Shepard's kind of right in the middle. Um, all in all, I think this is a uh, pretty solid team, top to bottom. Uh, the running backs, no issues really. Wide receivers, definitely no issues. Good quarterback play. I like this team. Uh, let's round it out with your team. You had the 12th pick, and you're going to always have the 12th pick, you dirty bastard. Uh, you went Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I already know you love this team, I can tell. DJ Chark, Rob Gronkowski, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, you love this one. Miko uh, Hardman, Keyshawn Vaughn, Sterling Shepard, Cam Newton, T. Higgins, and Blake Jarwin. This is definitely a AJ team, so I should go ahead and, you know, show it off. Hey, I mean, I do have I do have some weakness. All right, so my optimal lineup would be Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Tyreek Hill, DJ Chark, Michael Hardman, Rob Gronkowski, Le'Veon Bell on the flex, and then I got Dobbins, Keyshawn Vaughn, Sterling Shepard, Cam Newton, T. Higgins. Um, I'm not gonna spend too much time on my own team. I, I got a, a absolutely ridiculous trio of running backs picking at the 12 spot with Nick Chubb, Conner, and Le'Veon on my flex. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have like a unbelievable year, an unbelievable year this year. So I think, honestly, I, I think the only issue I have on this team is my receiver three. I, I'm going to have to start two Chiefs at the same time, and I don't like that at all with uh, Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman. Now, I know Michael Hardman is a good receiver three. I just don't like the fact that they're both on the same team. And I don't have really any other better option in drafting. I remember I was like, oh, I'm kind of screwed at the receiver three. But um, yeah, honestly, that's my only weakness, I think, is receiver three. And it's honestly not a bad receiver three. It's just the fact that they're on the same team. And I feel like they're going to be, if, if one of them has a good day, then maybe the other one won't. It'll be a pain in the ass. But overall, I, I really like this team. Picking, picking from the 12, kind of like it. Yeah. Uh... Definitely the weakness is the wide receiver three. I feel like you can't play Tyreek Hill and Hardman together. I think it's too dangerous. I think you'd be better off probably playing Sterling Shepard, who's at least safe. So I think he'll be able to get you like a consistent seven or eight points, which is, I mean, that's going to be a higher average than what Miko Hardman can get you. So I think I'd go Shepard at the three and have Hardman on the bench. Uh, the running backs are stupid solid. Chubbs, Connor, Bell. I mean, you can't complain about that at all. Tyreek Hill, DJ Chark, that's a great one, too. You got Gronk, J.K. Dobbins for upside. Vaughn, who, I mean, I think his upside is, is capped now. Then you got Rodgers and Cam. Blake Jarwin is a, is a high upside tight end to back up Gronk. I think all in all, then, this is a really solid team. And anybody who has the 12th pick in a draft, this shows you that you can still get it done and put together a really good team if you go about it the right way. Yeah, no, it's the 12th spot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The mock on Sunday, I'm going to be at the 12th again. I'm just going to keep trying to see 
see what I can put together. But I definitely like the trio of running backs I got. And uh, to only have the receiver three is my weakness. It's not too bad. Yep, not too bad. Now, we're getting bombarded with kids. Uh, we've left them on hold for long enough, or we've tried to put them on mute as long as we could. But we are running out of time on that one. So I think that's going to do it. Is there anything you want to say in closing? Uh, just thank you guys for participating. Uh, and again, we apologize for how long it took us to get to this mock draft. Um, we'll see you guys Sunday. We'll be doing another one Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Uh, join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. Just go to the Facebook. Go to Facebook, uh, search up groups. Go to Fantasy Football Champs podcast. You can find us there. Or just type in Sleeper Wire Network. You can find us there, too. Uh, I'm Mark. That's AJ. We are out of here. Thank you guys for listening.